This is Coffee Number Five. I'm your host, Lara Schmoisman. Our guest today decided to do something about the wage gap. She is Claire Wasserman, founder and author of Ladies Get Paid, a platform and a book created to help women advance professionally and financially. Claire teaches other women to be their own advocate in their workplace and get the payment and the benefits that they deserve. Claire, I'm so happy that you're here with me again. We did have an Instagram live, but there is something special about podcasts. It's my first love and the first love always stays there somehow. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to know that you're not sick of my voice yet. <laughs> oh, no, I, I love you and I can get enough of you. Uh, it's really important that you talk in your book and you are always approaching as part of your mission, I believe. And it's about negotiation. It's negotiation and negotiation and negotiation. And it's something so hard to do sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I began focusing on salary negotiation when I realized that it was sort of the only way as an individual that I could possibly combat the wage gap, right? The wage gap, it is systemic. It's overwhelming. It's depressing, right? Well, until we can change the system, right? How do I make sure that I'm at least closing my own wage gap? And that is asking for more money. And there's a couple of things to work through. I mean, of course, there's the mindset part, right? Not being afraid to ask. Um, I think a lot of women have this fear that simply by asserting themselves that they might come across as aggressive or, or you know, jeopardize the relationship in some way. Um, they are worried that they can't live up to the amount they're asking for. I've heard that from some women. They're afraid that if they negotiate a big amount, uh-oh, now they feel like an imposter, right? Can they deliver? So there's a lot there. But that's not it. That's not it because we don't talk about money in this society. We do not get a financial education. We do not learn how to negotiate. So then there's the logistical questions. What am I even charging? How do I find that out? Is Glassdoor the only place I can look? And then the part that I think that is, is actually the most important part and, and one that's my favorite is you have to make the case. It's not just about, quote, deserving it, okay? And it's not just about, quote, being confident, you will get top dollar if you can communicate why you are a top performer. So which of your accomplishments do you talk about? How do you make the case that, look, I did this work and it impacted the bottom line. I made you money. I saved you money. Resources, discounts I got from vendors, time, save time. So telling that story is so important. And the last thing is we have to be ready to respond when they say no. I think women do ask as much as men. I think the problem is we may get a no and we say, okay, thank you. But I feel like there are a lot of people that they are not even going through the process of asking for the fear of lost. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it is a luxury to negotiate. I mean, if you are honestly afraid to lose the opportunity, then don't ask, but you're discounting yourself. It's, it's, they want you to work there. If you've gotten this far in the interview process, if you have worked there long enough to even be having the discussion of getting a raise, if they lose you, that is bad for them. Okay. It's expensive for them if you walk away. So you're both on the same team. 
Um, it's interesting. There, there's been research that says that women don't ask as much as men, but there's more recent research that's come out that says, actually, we do ask. We're just told no more than men. And so what I want women to really prepare for is if you get that no or that not yet, what's your follow-up? What's your second ask? Because I think too often we prepare for the first ask. And especially now during COVID, right? Budgets can be tight. Things are a little bit different. So we can talk a little bit more about, well, what do you say when they say no? But negotiation is not only about money. That's something I want to put out there because many people think, oh, it's all about making the salary or making that money. I say, well, maybe you cannot give me more money, but we can. you can give me more vacation. You can give me more time off. There is other ways of negotiating. Absolutely. And and it's kind of like the way that you look at your job and money in your life. It's a holistic picture, right? I mean, you could go work for a company that pays you a big salary, but you hate working there. So it's not always about the money. It, it's things like you just mentioned, right? Vacation days. It, it's Ultimately, it's called full compensation, right? You're negotiating an entire package when you're hired. And things that bring you value, the company can give you. And they don't cost very much money. So paying for you to go to a conference or um, once we get back in our cars and, and taking the subways, right? Can they compensate you for your commuting? mission? I mean, really, there's so much out there that you can ask for and you should be asking for it. I used to, re- to work in an agency that everyone, which happens in a lot of agencies, people stay very, very late. And a lot of people will be happy to stay late because they will provide dinner. And they will get them a menu and they will get to choose and have a fancy dinner. For me, my encouragement was to be efficient, be fast. And my perk was getting there on time to go home with my family. So our perks were conflicting. Mm -hmm. And that's where the negotiation comes in. Every time that we make an ask, you have to imagine what's in it for them, right? How are they going to receive this? How do you position it as a benefit? And so proactively addressing all the reasons they might say no or have an issue and address that, address that. And, and, you know, you can't have it all. So think about kind of the one, two, and three of what's most important to you in terms of your work, your work-life balance, and have that be part of the discussion of your full compensation. Yeah. And I think the moment that you decide that you're ready to go and have your ask, you also need to be ready to have your gifts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And this is where it's important to check in with yourself about how is this whole thing going, right? The kind of work that I'm doing, the environment that I'm in, what are my goals? Um, I think too oftentimes we're just, you know, our heads down, we're working hard. We're assuming that our work will speak for itself oh no, you need to speak for your work. You need to be making decisions about where you're going. If we just keep waiting to be recognized and rewarded, we're going to be waiting a long time. Yeah. Well, but from the other side, I can tell you as a company, also there are some limitations, some rules, some logistics that we put as a company because it's the only way to work. Otherwise, it will be a a chaos. And in in many uh, Places like in my company, myself, we are we create a domino effect that if one thing fails, it will push the other one and the next one and the next one. So you need to be aware of what are your ask according to where you're standing. Because if someone will ask in my team, I want to work completely opposite hours of your team, the rest of the team. Sorry, that 
that cannot do because we work as a team. Right. And that's where I think it's great to be asking questions. I mean, certainly before you get hired, I mean, inquiring about the company culture and having them give you specifics. Um, But it's, you know, if you're not sure about how you're being compensated, ask. I mean, this is a great thing to do when you work at the company and you feel like you're not going to be getting that raise or, you know, you you know the conversation is going to be a little awkward, whatever. You can start it by saying, I want to understand how this company, you know, is making money, how I fit into it, how I can be the best leader that I can be. I'm, you know, I want to make sure we're doing really well here. Again, I know times are tough. So you're making it part of a larger conversation around the work that you do. So it's not just about kind of the money, the money, the money. And that's great when you're negotiating a company. And you know how, what happens that you always take more and more because you're ready for more and you want to grow in the company. But many times you're not compensated for what all the stuff you, to- you took and you demonstrated that you can't take on. And you can take responsibility and you are respectful and you are responsible. And what's next? I mean, nobody said no when you were taking more stuff. Yeah, I think, you know, it's tough because I always encourage women, you know, go above and beyond. But wait a minute. Hold on. Do we need to be compensated for the above and beyond? Do we need to make sure that it's not at the expense of our sleep and our sanity? I think have an idea of what you will eventually ask for, okay, and what you need to do to get there. So if you have an idea that you want to, you know, build certain skills or have more face time with the client or maybe get to the next level, right, you, you start talking to the people who are above you and you ask them what their challenges are so you can get a sense of, you know, what you might do if you were in that role. You might need to prove yourself for a little bit at least, you know, when you have your first win of any kind. It could honestly just be good feedback from a client. Go talk to your boss, not about you give me the raise now. No, 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 no. It's the beginning of a lo- of, of a larger conversation of this is where I'd like to go in terms of compensation and or level. What's your advice for me? If you were in my shoes, what would you do? Oh, I love that. I always do that. Making the other one, people, hey, you're a smart person. You got what you got uh, for a reason. What would you do? I mean, that's a great way to put it. Exactly. But that being said, it's just important not to put too much on them, right? Don't come to them and say, I have no idea what my direction is and like, what should I do, right? Because like they're busy. So have an idea, right? Have something specific and and maybe even give suggestions, right? Like I think it could be a good way to go and do this or take this class or maybe I could shadow this person for a week, right? So have some suggestions of how you can get to where you want to be. And, and, you know, even salary, have a suggestion of what you found in the market and then get their feedback. Lately, the world also is turning in a way that a lot of people are starting to be independent contractors. A lot of people working as a freelancers. And that doesn't mean that you need to stop negotiating. I mean, I always, I even as having a company have to negotiate with my clients and say, But what I learned, if you choose to do something for free or for a lower rate, is to make sure the other person understand that you're communicating. And I think that that's one of the biggest problems are for communication issues. Oh, my goodness. Like any relationship. Exactly. So if you're not communicating that you did something for free because you like that person or if you want to give them a taste of what you can do for them or whatever, for whatever reason 
you are doing it, you need to communicate it. But this one is free. The next one won't be. So there are no surprises because you're setting up expectations. Especially important, even though you work for them, you know, or, or let's say, you know, you have a manager, you have to actually manage them, <laughs> you, you know. And something I always do is when somebody asks me what my rate is, my speaking rate, partnering rate, I tell them a very high amount. And then I say, but I really believe in what you're doing and I want to work with you. What's your budget? I'm sure we can figure this out together, right? So I'm I'm acknowledging and I'm asserting this is my value and I'm starting really high, but I'm not saying it's this or I'm walking. I mean, eventually I get to a point where I do have a bottom line, um, but in the beginning, I want to, you know, I want to really show them that this is something that we figure out together um, and that it's a conversation. You're creating a relationship. You're creating a partnership. But in any kind of relationship, communication is essential. Oh, absolutely. If you don't don't communicate your needs, it, it's even in a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, in a couple, in a friendship, it has to be a two-way street. Totally. Totally agree. I mean, you don't want to be that needy friend that is always calling and you don't want to be, I mean, you know, those friendships. I mean, we're talking about the girls community here. So we know the needy friend or we know the friend that only can be there for you when you're having a bad time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's tough for those of us who are people pleasers. I find if you're somebody who always wants to make another person happy, that's, it's good in the sense that if you have a client, you're you're going to serve them, but it's bad in the sense that you may let them uh, overstep and and scope will will change. So it is a balance of being diplomatic and you know and and again like you do want to accommodate another person. Again, it just cannot be at the expense of yourself. Exactly. And um, there's something else that I, I want to touch basis on because you're like me. You're a connector. You love to make introductions and to connect people and to help people because you are a helper. You and I feel the same way. I always want to help everyone. And I did so many times, even on my own expense, that it's something that I'm working on and I'm learning every day and I'm getting better. But uh, anyway, um, there's so many people out there that they say, oh, no, I don't mix. I don't want to connect people because if something goes wrong, I'm in the middle. Mm, mm -hmm. And I, I feel the opposite. I feel like, okay, if it doesn't work, doesn't work. They're two adults. They are intelligent people. Otherwise, I will never connect them. And it's up to them to make it work. Right, right. Listen, if all of us just stuck to ourselves and didn't help each other, then none of us would get very far. There's a great book called Give and Take by um, Adam Grant. He really illustrates how connecting other people is how we all grow our networks. And it actually helps you to connect other people because you become very valuable to a lot of people. You become the person that people have in common and you'll get more opportunities because of it. So when you help others, you're also helping yourself. And, and that's how I, honestly, that's how I built my whole career. I mean, I never got a job when I applied online. I'm not even sure I ever got an interview, maybe once. The jobs that I've had in my life have come through relationships. The way that I built Ladies Get Paid was because I act, asked a number of women in my life, who do you recommend to come to these events? And then when I would get connected, I would say, who do you recommend should come to these events? Now we have 75,000 women. <laughs> so I'm, I'm the living proof that connecting, again, not only helps others, it also helps you and pay it forward. 
Oh my God, to, to me, exactly, it's painful and it's go, good for your soul. I mean, I, but you have to do it first with intention, like I always say, but then you have to do it with no agenda. Right, right, right. Absolutely. And um, you have to ask permission too. I think, you know, when you said earlier, people being afraid that if they connect their folks that they're going to like, you know, drop the ball or something, you need to make sure that you've spoken to the separate people and you say, hey, is it okay if I make this introduction? And if they say yes, then that means they're already bought in and you don't have to worry about it. It's it's when you like throw somebody onto an email chain and, and you don't really, you're not clear about it. I, I hate that's one of my pet peeves because I don't know what to do. I don't know who this person is. I don't know why I should be talking to them. Like I have no context. Connecting is key, but how you connect is also key. Yeah. And also how you're, I mean, I love making connections. And, but then for example, is if, or someone make a connection to me, I'll put your, you in BCC. So I don't fill your, fill up your, email box and like I take myself out of the equation I mean I'm the kind of person who go to the market and probably I come back with a client because I met them in the line but yes, <laughs> me too <laughs> yeah. but because I love to hear people's stories and I love to chat with them and something which is really important is to remember people's names to me is essential and to listen to the story. And then even if you meet them 100 years later, it's like, oh, yeah, you were there. You did that. And yeah, remember that. And because people feel like you value them, that they are not a number, that they, they, are, they are a person. And in this life, we became numbers in so many ways. Like how many followers you have, but you don't know them. You don't engage them with them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. They know me because m I think most of my followers have come from classes that I teach or conferences that I speak at. So, but I don't, you know, I, I don't necessarily know them. Uh, so I love it when people DM me or they, you know, repost things that I I've posted. And there's a couple of women I've, I've become very close with because they consistently show up, you know, they were coming to my events. They email me and they say, how can I help you? And I I'm grateful to them. You know, they started by following me, but now I'm definitely following them. So it's kind of, you know, it's easy. Just, just be consistent, show up, pay it forward. And you, you never know where you can go and who you're going to meet and what will happen. The truth is, it's not about the numbers. It's about the consistency. Like many people ask me, Hey, you are in marketing. Why you have so many, so lot of followers? Why do I need more? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I only have 10.2 thousand, which for somebody like me is not very much. Honestly, I just don't want to be on my phone. That that's the, that's the truth is I do like making content. That part's fun. But if I can just avoid being on my phone and just like live my life, I, I, I it's really more for me, like a lifestyle thing. Um, we look at screens all day. I don't want to have to, I don't want to have to do it again. To me, I, I have a social presence. My team work on it and I'm happy that they do it. And I feel that there's a message to be said. But at the same time, that's not how I build relationships with people. If someone wants to build a relationship with me, there's an email. They can reach out. If we align, we'll make it happen. And, and there's so many other ways to connect. I speak in so many places. I'm out there, podcasts. There's so many other ways to connect. Uh, 
I, I always say that social media, until a year ago, my social medias were all private. Oh, wow. Okay. And this last year, I say, okay, I'll put it and we grow and that's fine. And I'm happy about it. But it's not something that I, I obsess. I, I don't care. Right, right. Well, balance is important. It's all important. Yeah. So let's go back to renegotiation or negotiation for a minute. Your advice in making someone comfortable into going to negotiation. What are the check-in points? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, first know that this is an opportunity to look really good, okay? You're going in there to talk about work that you've done, what you're proud of, how you've helped the company. You're going to be well-researched, so you're going to look really professional. So try to instead see this as something to look forward to uh, instead of dread. Um, something else that I really encourage everybody, practice. I mean, I have scripts in my book, Ladies Get Paid. Get those scripts, get somebody to practice with you. And as you practice, really observe your body, okay? When do you start getting nervous, right? When does your heart start beating faster or your, you know, your palms are getting sweaty? And don't fight it. Just accept it. Say, this is where I'm at. This may happen. And you know what? It probably won't happen. Or if it does, you're going to have seen it before. I think the issue is when we practice, we think of that expression, practice makes perfect. Well, hold on now. That's a lot of pressure. You know, perfect makes pressure. So instead of, again, fighting, oh my God, this is, I'm not good at it. Or, this is just where I'm at and have faith that you've practiced it and whatever happens will happen. It'll be a good story afterwards. Yeah. And just be prepared for the journey and be prepared that sometimes the rules of the game change and that you need to adapt. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a person who has to negotiate their own salary as well. And they're going to have to go back to their boss. I mean, usually sometimes they're, they're the gatekeeper, but other times they have to go make your case to somebody else. They are on your side. Just always remind yourself they are on your side. Yeah. That's, that's great advice. Thank you so much, Claire. I always enjoy you so much. Enjoy your clarity, your advice, your warmth and everything you do there. I have to say, I love the way you say negotiation. It's so good. It's like way better the way you say it than I say it. I, I don't know. It's just about the accent, I guess, at the sexy accent. Yes, the accent is excellent in negotiation. Fantastically pronounced. I love it. Thank you so much. And thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. If you like the show, remember to leave a review. I will really appreciate it. If you want to know more about marketing and myself, follow me on Instagram. My handle is Lara Schmoisman. It was so good to have you here today. See you next time. Catch you on the flip side. Ciao, ciao.